Lecture topic: The blessings of Rajab. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. Wa kafa wa salat wa salam ala ibadhi al-ladin as-tafa. Amma baadu faaudu billahi min al-shaytan al-rajim. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. إن عدة الشهور عند الله اثنا عشر شهرا في كتاب الله يوم خلق السماوات والأرض منها أربعة حرم ذلك الدين القيم فلا تظلموا فيهن أنفسكم صدق الله العظيم موسوس فتقنم أي كرام ربز نلدز Among the innumerable bounties and favors that Allah Ta'ala has showered upon us and keeps showering upon us is the very very great bounty of the various auspicious occasions, auspicious times that Allah Ta'ala blesses us with. The various occasions and times that have been given very great virtue in the court of Allah Tabaraka Wa Ta'ala. So this is not a minor thing, it's a very great thing. And as we just mentioned that this is among the very great bounties of Allah Ta'ala. So every bounty of Allah Ta'ala requires that we be grateful for it. Every bounty demands that there should be shukar for it. And the shukar for everything is in a way that's appropriate for that particular Ni'mat and bounty. Somebody gives us a beautiful scarf brought it all the way from Madinah Munawwara, Makkah Mukarrama, a person went for Umrah, for Hajj and he brought a very nice scarf for somebody. So now that's a ni'mat, it's a gift, it's a hadiyah, it's a bounty. So the shukr and the gratitude for that is in a way that's appropriate for it. Now that's also a piece of cloth. It's a specific kind of cloth. It's meant for a specific purpose. And a person who takes it and uses it accordingly for what it's meant, then the person who gifted it to him may get to see that this is how he's using it. He reserved the scarf for the day of Eid. He wore it on the day of Jumu'ah and came. So his heart feels tremendously pleased that mashallah this person truly appreciated this gift truly appreciated what I have given to him. But if he sees the same person taking the scarf and wiping his windscreen, so now he takes offense to it that I brought this all the way from Makkah Mukarrama for you and with such muhabbat and concern and care and you wiping your windscreen with it so in return and reply the person asks but is it haram to wipe the windscreen with this scarf? which kitab you saw this fatwa that it is haram to wipe the windscreen with this scarf that you meant to wear over your head so now no kitab will tell you that it's haram but no person in his thinking mind any straight thinking person any sane person would say that this is fine there's nothing wrong with it it's not inappropriate no harm in it it's fine what's the difference and now worse still, that person takes that same scarf and is shining his shoes with it. And that will become an insult. 
So why did it become an insult? Because that's not the way to appreciate the scarf. So like that, all the other day-to-day things in life, we understand that there's a specific way in which to appreciate something. Everything has its own specific manner in which the real appreciation is displayed. So likewise, these are gifts and bounties of Allah Ta'ala. That Allah Ta'ala gives us these very special times, special occasions. Among the special occasions, we are currently in this Mubarak month of Rajab. This month of Rajab has its auspiciousness, the sanctity of this month, the roots of it are in the Qur'an Sharif. Allah Ta'ala has mentioned the Qur'an Sharif. That, إِنَّ عِدَّةَ الشُّهُورِ عِنَّ اللَّهِ اثْنَا عَشَرَ شَهْرًا فِي كِتَابِ اللَّهِ The number of months Allah Ta'ala has created from the time the system of the heavens and earth was created, this universe was created, يَوْمَ خَلَقَ السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضِ From that time, Allah Ta'ala created the system that there are 12 months in a year. There's a 12 month cycle and the next cycle starts again of that same 12 months. The lunar cycle, the solar cycle. So these 12 months make up the year. This is not from today and yesterday. This is from the time Allah Ta'ala created the universe. Allah Ta'ala created the system. And Allah Ta'ala created 12 months. And Allah Ta'ala further says, Minha arba'atun hurum. That these are 12 months but out of these 12 months, four months are hurum, are sacred. Who made them sacred? Allah Ta'ala made them sacred. Why are they sacred? Now that why, if that why is meant to be that what is the authenticity of it? Well this is because Allah Ta'ala made it sacred. But why Rajab is sacred? And why not Zulqada? Uh, uh, why not uh, one of the other months? Rabiul Akhir for that matter. So sometimes these kind of whys don't finish off. But the issue is that that why, one is what we supposed to do. Why we supposed to do it? Why we supposed to do it? Because Allah Ta'ala told us to do it. Because Nabi Islam taught us how to do it and what to do. One person, he had some question of this nature, but why is this the command? Whatever it might have been, like people have all kinds of issues. Somebody had an issue about but why inheritance is in this manner that there's a different ratio male to female the sons and daughters is two is to one but why is this like this and many other things why so one says somebody asked him this kind of question but why is this so he asked him but why is your nose on the front of your face why is not behind your head so he said no because it don't look nice behind the head he says no no that is because you are thinking like that because everybody's nose is in front on their face. But if supposing everybody's nose was behind their head, then it wouldn't have been anything odd about it. It would have been looking fine because everybody is like that. So now he didn't have any answer to that, that but why is it in the, not in the back, it's in the front. It's because Allah Ta'ala created it like that. Allah Ta'ala's hikmat is definitely in everything. But at the end of everything is that Allah Ta'ala's hukam, His decision, His decree, Allah Ta'ala did it as He pleased. And Allah is the creator. Everything is purely in Allah Ta'ala's control. He alone is the creator of the universe. He alone has created life and death. He bestows life. And He takes life. And everything is Allah Ta'ala's. Inna lillah. That's why we have been taught to recite this. When somebody has passed away. Any other difficulty. Any loss. Any calamity. 
Inna lillah. We all belong to Allah Ta'ala. We belong to Allah Ta'ala. Everything we think belongs to us, that too belongs to Allah Ta'ala. We are just trustees of it. We are just trustees of it. And the ownership in reality is only to Allah Ta'ala. Inna al-arda lillah. Yurithuha mayyashaw min ibadi. Entire earth belongs to Allah alone. Doesn't belong to anybody. But temporary use, which is called ownership for the purposes of various masail and various other aspects of day-to-day life. So somebody now owns it, nobody else has the right to now come and just grab it out of them. Nobody has the right to come and do something else in somebody's property. So it's called as somebody's ownership. But in reality, only is Allah Ta'ala alone. So when Allah alone is the creator, Allah alone is the sustainer and nourisher, and Allah alone is the owner, Allah is full prerogative to give whatever command He wishes. Allah Ta'ala gave the command. So likewise, these four months are sacred. Why it's sacred? Because Allah Ta'ala made them sacred. Allah Ta'ala put some special significance in it. And this is a very great bounty of Allah Ta'ala. So now just as we understood that everything has its specific way of expressing gratitude for that bounty. Somebody presented us with some edible item. So the gratitude of that is to taste it at least. Obviously verbally we're going to make sugar, we're going to thank the person. But after thanking him we took it and dumped it somewhere. That person is not going to be happy at all. He's going to feel insulted. But now somebody partook of it and he expressed his uh, happiness over it, he expressed how good it is, that is the shukr for it now. So likewise, this is a na'mat of Allah Ta'ala, and a very great na'mat of Allah Ta'ala. So what is the shukr for this? Now this month of Rajab, the Quran Sharif Allah Ta'ala says that there are four months that are sacred. And in the Hadith Sharif, Nabi Islam explains which are the four months. Zul Qada, Zul Hijjah, Muharram, those are the three. And then the fourth one is Rajab. Now why Rajab? Why not simultaneously four? Again the same answer. Because Allah Ta'ala willed it to be like that. And Allah alone knows his hikmat. But Allah Ta'ala is saying it's sacred. So obviously there's tremendous virtue in it. Now in the Quran Sharif Allah Ta'ala says, ذَلِكَ الدِّينُ فَلَا أَنفُسَكُمْ These four months are sacred to understand this, to accept it, and to adhere to it, this is the correct path, this is the right deen. Don't do your own things. In the time of Jahiliya, people used to do their own things, they would actually swap the months for their own purposes. Different discussion altogether. Allah Ta'ala said, no, you keep it as Allah Ta'ala decreed it. But Allah Ta'ala placed virtue in a certain month, you observe that accordingly. And then Allah Ta'ala says, فَلَا تَظْلِمُوا فِيهِنَّ أَنفُسَكُمْ Don't wrong yourself in these months. Don't wrong yourself in these months. Now wronging oneself, what does this mean? One is that a person, Allah forbid, gets involved in some sin, some vice. That is a vice, it's a sin, it's haram. It draws down the wrath of Allah Ta'ala, whether it happens in the month of Rajab, whether it happens in Muharram, whether it happens in Rabiul Akhir, it happens in any part of the year. Sin is a sin. Vice is a vice. 
everybody understands that when it is a more auspicious time that becomes more severe and therefore despite the fact that many a person has some weakness has some fault has some issue that he is caught up in but come the month of Ramadan out of respect for the Mubarak month he understands this is very auspicious many a person stops a lot of things that he is caught up in that too in itself is a very great thing that there is respect at least for the month of Ramadan though that is not sufficient that a person merely puts the pause on sin that is not going to save us from the azab of the akhirat and also the wrath of dunya but in itself if it's done out of respect for Ramadan inshallah that will become the stepping stone to giving it up but the lesson in this is that every person understands that certain times, certain places to commit the same wrong in that place is worse to commit the same wrong in that particular time becomes worse so Allah Ta'ala is saying look this month of Rajab is also sacred and now this month of Rajab is barely on the doorstep of Ramadan when Nabi Wasallam would sight the moon of Rajab now this is still in our calculations this is still far away from Ramadan two more months our istiqbal and welcoming of Ramadan that might happen maybe on the eve of Ramadan now when everybody is getting excited about reciting the moon then that's the time our welcoming of Ramadan might start but then to Allah knows best how we welcome it whether with a very excited heart or now that this is a kind of burden that has come Nauzubillah so whereas Rasulullah is teaching us of the month of Rajab he's sighting the moon of Rajab and when the moon of Rajab has been sighted Nabi Islam's dua Allahumma barik lana fi rajabi wa sha'ban wa ballighna ramadan Allah grant us barakat in the months of Rajab and Sha'ban grant us barakat in the months of Rajab and Sha'ban and enable us to reach Ramadan such zeal, enthusiasm for the Mubarak month of Ramadan that from the beginning of Rajab this zeal is being expressed and this barakat is being asked for in Rajab and Shaban. And Rajab itself is a sacred month. And Allah Ta'ala says, فَلَا تَظْلِمُوا فِيهِنَّ أَنفُسَكُمْ Don't wrong yourself in this month. Now putting all these things together, what it gives us? That we have to now suddenly become very conscious. Because this, there is a special barakat in this month, provided a person takes it. Barakat of what sort? Generally we talk about barakat, person only starts counting figures. That, well, there's so much, if I get barakat, it'll get doubled. So barakat is not confined only to material things, to wealth. Even in that, if there's barakat, then it'll be beneficial. Whether it is a small quantity or a big quantity, if there's barakat, it'll be beneficial. And if it's devoid of barakat, the bigger the number, the bigger the problem it'll be. So the first thing to acquire is barakat before the kathrat, before the abundance to make the effort to bring barakat in it. Otherwise the abundance will become abundant problems. So in any case, what is the main barakat of this? The main barakat is that there is such a, an effect in this Mubarak month that a person who conducts himself correctly he appreciates this bounty of Allah Ta'ala. How does he appreciate it? 
as it should be appreciated. The real appreciation is that he now turns to Allah Ta'ala in all sincerity. Every ni'mat must be appreciated. And this ni'mat also, sincere tawbah. Turning to Allah Ta'ala, begging his forgiveness, rectifying one's life, coming fully onto deen, making amends for the past. This is all the ni'mat. This is all the shukr for this ni'mat. For every breath that was wasted, making tawbah for that. What a great ni'mat this breath is now every day, highlights some incident further highlights that how people have realized and how we should be realizing that what a ni'mat every breath is. Just now before Maghrib, one, Ali was giving us one incident, the doctor went to some patient in the hospital and he asked him, this person is there for over a month, he asked him, you need anything? The person whispered under that mask, I need air. He's got full oxygen and he's still battling to breathe. And he's saying, what I need? Ask him, you need something else? You need some money now? You need some other scenery? You need an exotic holiday somewhere? You need some delicious food? He says, no, I want air only. But when Allah Ta'ala made it so easy for us to be breathing that air all the time, without any effort, without even being conscious about it, that breath is then sacrificed on Ghayrullah. That breath is then, because without that breath, one minute a person is a fish out of water. He doesn't get, he's not able to breathe for one minute, one minute, half a minute. He can't do anything else, he stops everything. If for half a minute he can't breathe, one minute he can't breathe, he'll stop everything else, only trying to get that oxygen. So everything else will come to a halt. It can be the busiest time of the year, and the busiest day of the month, and all the customers could be there waiting to do big deals. But he says, I can't do anything. He can be having every luxury and every comfort. He says, I need air. Allah Ta'ala's ni'mat. Allah Ta'ala grant shifa and afiyah to all those who are ill. But this is also a time for us to take a lesson. Allah Ta'ala allowed us to be taking how many breaths? We can't imagine how many breaths we've taken. One person wants something just stuck him that you know what I need to now reflect on my life. What have I done? How have I spent my life? So now he thought back and what's my age? So his age was whatever it was 60 odd years Allah knows best and then he thought about it, that how many days have passed in this, in this life of mine? From the time I came of age, till today, how many days passed? Now I'm so many years old, so all together how many days? So he thought about it and calculated, it came to some 21,000 days. So 21,000 days, now he's thinking, if supposing every day I only committed one sin, if every day I'm now 60, 70 years old, whatever my age is, and I only committed one sin per day, then to it means 21,000 times I disobeyed Allah Ta'ala. Now what about numerous times a day, almost at every breath I'm disobeying Allah Ta'ala, what's this calculation all going to come to? And saying this he shrieked and he fell down unconscious. That this was a reflection that he really thought about the reality that how do I account for this and what amends I'm going to make for this? So now this is also a time for us to reflect.
Allah Ta'ala has blessed us with countless ni'mads and this ni'mad of air that we keep taking this uh, couplet of Sheikh Saadi Rahmatullah which many many times we speak about but every passing day makes it even more reality it's always been the reality it says every breath requires two shukar two shukar every breath one is to be able to have taken the breath in to be able to breathe in because a person doesn't manage to breathe in he's a fish out of water and a minute or two later if he doesn't get to breathe at all that's the end of life and having taken that breath in if he can't exhale one breath he takes it in but he can't exhale that too will become death for him one person had some difficulty and he was also sick for a while and so on and he had some breathing issues alhamdulillah then he recovered so he's saying for a while he had to even keep reminding himself meaning be conscious about it breathe in breathe out because now the whole system had become so weakened that if he doesn't make an effort to breathe out he doesn't consciously breathe out then he might not end up breathing properly out he might not end up exhaling enough and as a result that causes further problems so now he has to keep reminding himself make himself conscious that breathe in now breathe out also now he's reminding himself every now and then reminding himself subhanallah how many times have we reminded ourselves with Allah's hukam you took this breath in and Allah's hukam you now breathe it out now make shukar to Allah for this and the shukar for this is that that breath now be sacrificed for the giver of that air for that being that bestowed that oxygen that the whole world can get together and they can have all the ingredients that they know what now how what's, what's water made about hydrogen and oxygen so give them all the hydrogen and give them all the oxygen uh, give them all the water in the world and tell them now provide the oxygen to everybody they can't do it put the oxygen and hydrogen together and make the water they can't make the water all this is purely Allah Ta'ala's Qudrat so now to make shukar the shukar for this breath is to sacrifice every breath for Allah Ta'ala the shukar for the eyes is to look at that which Allah Ta'ala has permitted and to look at that which Allah Ta'ala has forbidden that is a very great ingratitude that is tremendous na shukri that is kufran and ni'mad Allah Ta'ala has blessed such a ni'mad and a person is using it to look at haram other things the ni'mad of the tongue to speak that which Allah Ta'ala is pleased with not to be talking things that are vulgar that are obscene make ghibat and backbite and all kinds of other vices of the tongue that is not shukar of the tongue Allah Ta'ala's ni'mad the hands, the feet, the heart and mind subhanallah what a ni'mad Allah Ta'ala protects us and saves us sometimes a person, somebody becomes senile somebody ends up with a stroke and something happens he loses his mental faculties what happens to the person? He doesn't know what's going on. He's talking things out of line. He doesn't have any idea what he's saying. This is all the mind Allah Ta'ala has blessed that a person can think correctly. He can act correctly. He can do things properly. But now that mind is being engaged in things which Allah Ta'ala is displeased with. Breaking Allah Ta'ala's command. So now this is a shukar. So likewise coming back to what we were talking about. The shukar of these auspicious occasions. That the person now he devotes himself to Allah Ta'ala, brings himself back onto the path of deen. And this is a preparation for this very great occasion of Ramadan. So Nabi Islam is teaching us this preparation starts from now. By means of this dua that was recited at the sighting of the moon of Rajab. Allah grant us barakat 
in the months of Rajab and Shaban and enable us to reach Ramadan what is being taught to us is build the zeal now from now for Ramadan and like a person wants to do something big person wants to do something big then he doesn't start off one day before forget what is really big what is imaginarily big something that is big in a person's mind for example one medal one medal the only purpose of that will be to show off but to get that medal he has to run one marathon somebody has to climb one mountain so now to be able to do that so now he's training six months in advance six months in advance he's training to be able to run one marathon it is narrated about many of these salaf the pious predecessors six months in advance they would prepare for Ramadan six months in advance they would prepare for the month of Ramadan because they didn't want to let one moment go in waste but a person who hasn't prepared in advance he cannot be able to manage spending that time correctly that time will get wild away good amount of the time will get wild away then a person in Ramadan will be scratching his head but hey, I could have done so much more and I wasted my time so Nabi Islam by means of this dua is teaching us this to build the zeal and then together with that we are being told that the months of Rajab and Shaban Rajab Allah Ta'ala has made sacred and in both these months Nabi Islam is asking for this barakat among the barakat and the things that have been mentioned is that the person who conducts himself correctly in these months the Ashwara Hurum Mufassirin has explained that the person who takes extra care he is very concerned I mustn't step out of line I mustn't do anything wrong I must try to do better and he conducts himself in this way and these months pass in that manner this creates a capacity it creates an inner strength it creates that capacity for istiqamat that is a cry most people have that I try to start doing something and I get going and after a while it even builds up to a point and then suddenly everything collapses I just can't seem to have that consistency that istiqamat and this istiqamat is really the main thing to achieve al-istiqamatu fawqa alfi karamati is greater than a thousand miracles miracle is not in anybody's control Allah Ta'ala blesses somebody to, with a miracle he gets blessed with it, that's it and there's no special reward or anything for that miracle but istiqamat this is where everything is now this is the time Allah has blessed us a person who truly conducts himself consistently in this one month this will become the springboard, the stepping stone for that istiqamat that he stays away from everything haram he keeps away from all sin and he makes sure all what he's supposed to be doing is being done his salah is performing properly five times daily salah with jama'ah trying to make every salah with takbir ula his sunnat muakkada, ghair muakkada and he's trying to make some nawafil as well his other ibadat, tilawat of the Quran Sharif, his tasbihat, other ma'amulat time for dua all these things he's trying consistently to keep up with it and his target is this ashure hurum and in particular now this month of Rajab this becomes a stepping stone for istiqamat and then the barakat of this will lead to the month of Shaban being correct, conducted correctly and if these two months go very well then inshallah, thumma inshallah a person will take the full benefit of Ramadan and Allah forbid if this is already gone many a times it happens that as the month of Ramadan is closing up it's now 
two weeks away, one week away. Sometimes it's one weekend away. So the one weekend away, what many a person thinks, how the mind goes and how shaitan, how crafty the shaitan is. He says, look, Ramadan is now around the corner. So now you just take one break. That's, a, that's the thing that shaitan puts in the mind. Just take a break now. You just go and have a good time for one weekend. One week, one weekend. After all, Ramadan is here now. Then everything will just come on track now. Then you're going to get going. So now in other words, one weekend, one week, one weekend, you just go and let loose. That's what shaitan puts in the mind. Now some person will go to an extreme. Allah forbid, Allah knows best what he might go and drop himself in. And many another person who might not go and jump headlong into sin and vice, but now he's also now taking a break, one week break, what kind of break? Now there's no mamulat in it, there's no tilawat of the Quran Sharif in it, there's no care for any, because it's a holiday now. That's the concept of holiday that the western lifestyle has pushed into our hearts and minds. The concept of holiday which never existed anyway in our deen. That you must take a break in the times of the Aslaf, in the times of the pious predecessors. They used to also sometimes have a change of environment to just refresh in the mind. But now what they'll do? They are these kind of things. Sometimes they would go away to some mountainous area, etc. Because of now the constant exertion that they would put themselves through. So for a few, for a short while, to now just get a little change of environment. But what they would do? Say, Subhanallah, now this is an opportunity. That now, from the normal routine, you're going to be in a different environment for a short while. They, some of them were, mashallah, engrossed in their ilm. They would take some extra kitabs and go, this is a time to now study what I didn't get the chance to study while engaged in the day-to-day activities. And this is a time to spend more time in ibadat, which time I wasn't getting in the day-to-day activities. That was their concept. Once in a while, they took that little break, not break how we understand it, that little change just to refresh But in that refreshing, that itself they made it a means of getting even closer to Allah Ta'ala. But the concept of break and holiday that the western lifestyle has put into our minds and hearts, that if a person holiday, that now for example if he's a musafir, now he's gone two, three hundred kilometers away, so he's a musafir, obviously, and he's gone for five days, ten days, so now he's a musafir, so now what, why should he be reading his sunnah in Waqqadana? After all, the first is, first is true, so why must he read the four sunnahs of Zohar and the two sunnahs thereafter? Whereas, that concession is there, but that concession is a person is on the road, he's traveling now, he's moving. So now, by all means, he should just make the two rakahs first of Zohar and carry on. But now the person is sitting here, he's going to be doing nothing, he's going nowhere. So now the two rakats of Farz he performed, which four became two for him. But now he's on holiday, he's going to make his sunnat and now. After all, Allah Ta'ala gave the first discount, so now he's like paying extra now. That's the shaitani waswasa that comes. Now this is that whole upside down thinking. That now I must, I must do less. But he's not on the move anyway, he's in no hurry, he's sitting here, he's going to sit and waste his time after that. But the time for that, whereas he should now be making more nafil also. Because at home he wasn't managing to wake up for tahajjud because he had to wake up early in the morning and then move to work. But now he's got a free day. 
So now he's on a holiday, he's on a free day, he should be waking up and making tajud. Because he can cover up his sleep in the morning. But that person who's making tajud also says, well now it's holiday. So now, I mean, what's the tajud you want to make now? So this now becomes that shaitani trap. That before the month of Ramadan, just take a break. So break what? I'll do everything less. Stop everything in fact, almost. Just do the bare necessities. And now this is his way of getting geared up for Ramadan. So now what this example is, like a person who, he wants to now do that marathon. So one month before the marathon, or one week before the marathon, he's really now gorging himself with all kind of unhealthy food and he is doing everything unhealthy. He wants to run that marathon and now he is doing everything that's going to sap all his energy away, that's going to make him totally lethargic, that's going to make it very difficult for him to even run one kilometer, let alone run the whole marathon. So as futile as the whole thing might be, but it's not going to be even possible for him to go any short distance also. Now he decides to to train for that marathon in that manner, then anybody tells him that you don't know what you're doing, you can't think straight. Now this is a trap shaitan puts in front of us. Come Ramadan now. Now Ramadan is around the corner, so take a break. What kind of break? Stop everything. This will now get you geared for Ramadan. This is the same kind of thinking like the person running that marathon, wanting to run the marathon, but this is how he's training. Whereas as the days get closer to Ramadan, Gradually, person is adding a little more and a little more and building up the momentum. Building up the momentum as it gets closer to Ramadan. That doesn't start five days before Ramadan. Nabi Islam taught us in this dua, it starts off from now. From the time Rajab sets in. And a person starts making dua, begging Allah Ta'ala's forgiveness, asking Allah Ta'ala's help, conscientizing himself, speaking about Ramadan is here, Ramadan is around the corner encouraging one another and building up that enthusiasm it's not that now as Ramadan approaches now he's thinking hey but how no man is a star you know and I hope that last year that Imam who was performing he was very slow man I hope they don't have him this year now he's already thinking all the negative things of how to cut things short and whatever else you know, that, that last time before after Maghrib Azan they were giving a very short time for him I mean for the iftar I need at least 7-10 minutes now to be able to digest what I need to digest before Maghrib. So I was cutting it. Now, this is all the thoughts. This is the preparation of Ramadan. What time necessary for having a full meal before Maghrib and how that Imam can cut it short and do the Taraweeh quickly and then what? So this is not what Ramadan is all about. And the preparation for Ramadan is all about. So this Mubarak month, Allah Ta'ala has made this sacred. And this is filled with barakat. This barakat is that we now train ourselves. We make sincere toba, Cut out all the things that will become barriers for us in Ramadan. Cut it out now. A person who says, no, no, come Ramadan, I'm cutting all the social media off. If he doesn't cut it now, he's not going to cut it then. His intention is there. But if he doesn't stop it now, it won't stop then. It might stop for one night. It'll stop for two nights. By the third night, he'll be back. But if he stops it now, it will stop then. Person realizes that he has become a phone addict. Today one person, just in a general way, okay, how much time are you spending on the phone? So he thought about it, 
I thought about the particular day. It was day before yesterday. Now he was counting that hours. It turned out five hours. So he spent five hours on the phone. Now five hours on the phone. Subhanallah. If a person spends five hours, forget full five hours. He spends half the time in some ibadat. What he will earn? But if he doesn't stop that now in Ramadan, he'll do the same. So in Ramadan also, his time will be in the same way. So now this is the thing to now plan and program ourselves and bring that correct mindset take advice how to put ourselves in that correct framework that in that correct path and that mold so that by the time the Mubarak month of Ramadan comes one is the barakat of this month of Rajab that barakat creates that istiqamat and as we get closer to Ramadan we are ready to take the full benefit of that Mubarak month and the way a person spends his Ramadan that is how he'll spend the rest of his year. If it was spent well, the rest of his year will go well. And if that was spent in a way that he's cutting corners, he's wasting time, he's not paying attention to what he should be doing, and he's doing all kinds of futile things, the rest of the year will go like that and worse also. So we need to try and put ourselves in this path and mold, so that by the time the Mubarak month of Ramadan comes, inshallah that too we have no idea what is left of our life, but if we are planning in that way and hoping to get there and making that effort, inshallah Allah will still give us that reward for it. Allah Ta'ala bless us with the tawfiq. Wa akhiru da'wana and alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. And make zikr for a few minutes and dua, inshallah. in the Hadith Sharif, the person recites La ilaha illallah hundred times daily, Allah Ta'ala will cause his face to shine at the 14th moon on the day of Qiyamah. What this means is that inshallah with the barakat of this daily recitation, Allah Ta'ala will grant him the tawfiq of righteous actions and save him from sin and this will become the means of this great bounty of the day of Qiyamah, this great honor of the day of Qiyamah. Therefore we should take this effort to set some time daily at home in our own space to recite this one be of La ilaha illallah and inshallah we will be blessed with this great benefit. Beside the Rushri. La ilaha illallah Muhammadur Rasulullah Sallallahu tabaraka wa ta'ala alayhi wa ala alihi wa ashabihi wa ashabihi wa baraka wa sallama tasliman kathiran kathira Ya Rabbi salli wa sallim daiman abada ala habibika khayril khalqi kullihimi Jazallahu anna nabiyyana muhammadan sallallahu alayhi wa sallam bima huwa ahnu La ilaha illallah 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 
اللہ لا الہ الا هو الحی القیوم وعنت الوجوه للحی القیوم یا احد صمد لم یلد ولم یولد ولم یکن له کفوا احد جز اللہ عنا نبینا محمد صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم بما هو اہل یا ربی صلی وسلم دائما ابدا على حبیبك خیر الخلق کلہم ربنا ظلمنا انفسنا ولمنا انفسنا ولمنا انفسنا وان لم تغفر لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين رب اغفر وارحم واعف وتكرم وتجاوز عما تعلم انك انت الاعز الاكرم ربنا توفنا مسلمين والحقنا بالشهداء والصالحين غير خزايا ولا نداما ولا مفتونين اللهم انا نسالك العفو والعافيه والمعافاة الدائمة في الدين والدنيا والآخرة والفوز بالجنة والنجاة من النار والفوز بالجنة والنجاة من النار والفوز بالجنة والنجاة من النار اللهم ثبتنا على الإيمان وأمتنا على الإيمان وأحشرنا يوم القيامة مع الإيمان يا مقلب القلوب ثبت قلوبنا على دينك يا مصرف القلوب صرف قلوبنا على طاعتك اللهم حبب إلينا الإيمان وزينه في قلوبنا وكره إلينا الكفر والفسوق والعصيان وجعلنا من الراشدين إله العالمين يا الله most merciful, most gracious, most kind, most loving Allah إله العالمين يا الله forgive us يا الله يا الله forgive us يا الله يا الله forgive us يا الله forgive all our major and minor sins يا الله إله العالمين it is our sins that has drawn down all the عذاب and wrath يا الله إله العالمين we have become the means of so much of difficulty for everybody يا الله إله العالمين forgive us يا الله forgive all our sins يا الله Allah forgive the sins of the day and night ya Allah what we did deliberately and mistakenly ya Allah forgive our families ya Allah forgive our friends and relatives ya Allah forgive the entire ummah of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam ya Allah show your maghfirat to the ummah ya Allah show your rahmat to the ummah ya Allah Allahumma aghfir li ummati sayyidina Muhammadin sallallahu alaihi wasallam Allahumma arham ummata sayyidina Muhammadin sallallahu alaihi wasallam Allahumma hadi ummata sayyidina Muhammadin sallallahu alaihi wasallam Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, make us your true and obedient servants, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, save us from all the sins and vices, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, this Mubarak month of Rajab has come, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, so many days have passed, we didn't even realize, Ya Allah. So what a Mubarak time has come upon us, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you forgive us, Ya Allah. Enable us to use this time correctly, Ya Allah. Enable us to become truly obedient to you, Ya Allah. Enable us to make sincere Tawbah from all the sins of the past, Ya Allah. Enable us to rectify our lives, Ya Allah. Enable us to become fully conscious of you, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, fill our hearts with your Muhammad, Ya Allah. Fill our hearts with your love, Ya Allah. Fill our hearts with the love of Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, with the love of his Mubarak Sunnah, Ya Allah. Enable us to love, live his Mubarak Sunnah, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, fill the love of Deen in our hearts, Ya Allah. The love of the Amal of Deen, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, grant us a tawfiq of performing our five times Salah with Jama'ah, Ya Allah. Grant us khushu and khudu in our Salah, Ya Allah. Grant us such a Salah which you are pleased with, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, enable us to recite the Quran daily Allah enable us to make your zikr daily Allah Allah forever keep us in your remembrance Allah Ilahul Alameen Allah save us from ghaflati Allah save us from heedlessness Allah Ilahul Alameen save us from indifference Allah Ilahul Alameen all those who have passed away Allah make their complete maghfirati Allah fill their qabars with noor Allah raise their stages in the akhirati Allah Allah the time of our death take us with la ilaha illallah Muhammadur Rasulullah Allah take us on imane kamil Allah take us on tawbat and nasuh Allah Take us at a time that you are pleased with us and we are pleased with you, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. All those who 